Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. Mothra and Ghost Story and Mike Ricksecker. We have a little bit of a different show for you this evening, Beyond the Origins, here on Beyond the Shadows. Of course, this episode is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you on ghosts. And those watching live, I, I forgot to bring the Haunted Road Roast over here to actually hold it up. Because, you know, you guys know that's for Tim. So, yeah, a little bit of a different show tonight. Uh, basically, you know, between what happened yesterday with uh, the Shadow Dimension, we'll get into that here in a little bit. And, uh, you know, kind of Nicole's, one of Nicole's suggestions, because, you know, I, I was a little bit at a loss for, okay, what am I going to talk about this week? Sometimes that happens when I get really busy with stuff. And I was, I had different ideas. Uh, you know, we were going to get like into universe type stuff uh, this evening and dimensional type things. And I was starting to put those thoughts together yesterday completely completely threw me off with shadow dimension so um so nicole's like well, what why don't you talk about you know how all of this video stuff kind of you know came to be like the origins of you know hunter road media and it kind of dawned on me uh this has been like 10 years I've been involved some way shape or form with the paranormal for uh for about 30 years i'm not going to get into those origins i've kind of talked a lot about those type of origins you guys know those stories uh but when it comes to like all the video work and everything that I've done with Haunted Road Media, it's a little bit of a of a different story. And I'll talk about that really too often. But it was basically like ten years ago, right now. <laughs> uh, it was the the end of January 2011 when I posted the first Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma video, and that those videos were meant to complement my newly released Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma book. So we're talking this book here. Sorry for those on the podcast. You're not going to see the what I'm holding up, which is the Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma book. And I apologize for the fact that you're not going to see the photos I'm going to post later either. So they were really meant to complement that book, which was my third. And I posted that up on – the channel is no more. It was a Mike Ricksecker channel on YouTube. And I'd done a little bit of uh, video work before. Uh, had posted a couple of things up there on YouTube, uh, a couple of things for some college classes. There was a political thing that uh, I did back in the day. And then prior to that, like 2004, 2005-ish, basically would have been that October 2004 into early 2005, I'm remembering this correctly, as far as the years, uh, I was involved with The Matrix Online, which was a you know great online game for the first few months, and then they did away with their live events and it kind of killed the game. But um, you know, I was a VIP beta tester, and they had asked me to do some videos for tutorials and stuff like that. So um, I'd done video work before. Uh, of course, I'd been writing forever, and you know they ended up kind of meshing together, making these little documentaries. So. I do got to show you guys a, a little bit of that stuff because uh, it's, again, like 10 years ago, you know, now, you know, at least 10 years ago in January. And then we will get to some stuff that's like 10 years ago this month. So, um, you know, in that first video, which was just titled Beginnings, I was kind of introducing the team and introducing the term Ghostorian. So uh, here's a little clip. So what exactly is a Ghostorian? A ghost story is one who investigates the history and origins of spirit in the place in which it haunts. Yeah, so that was uh, that was me ten years ago in that video describing what a ghost storian is. And like I said, with that, you know, kind of introducing a team. This is the setup for that first video. So that's that's me on the left, obviously, with the old team. That's the old Society of the Haunted. Kathy Nance, Nogan Corelli, Taylor Nance, setting up the camera. I had this dinky little tripod. Um, you could even tell in that Ghostorian clip that the tripod was too low. But you work with what you have. And then this is us having a laugh after setting up. Uh, and Sarah Yusuf, still waiting for the trademark for Ghostorian. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll trademark that one. Um, I already have a lot of trademark issues going on. And there was also the thing with me wearing the hat. Now, some of you may recognize the trench coat 
the trench coat, it was much blacker back then. Um, it's, it's funny. I've had people ask me about the trench coat. What color is that? And I tell them it's, it's black. And they're looking at it and they're like, this is like a mixture of gray and brown, which it kind of is these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, I came out wearing the hat. I was basically like my detective persona here. I know, kind of funny. Uh, and some of you may not even realize that my first couple books had nothing to do with uh, the paranormal. My my first book was first two books. Well, no, my first book was a uh, was a mystery novel, Deadly Airs. Uh, about the only paranormal stuff I have in it, uh, he. He does visit a psychic medium named Mystical Marina. Uh, she basically has a clue for him. So he goes downtown and, and visits her. Uh, she's giving a, a reading. He can hear her. He's in like the little uh, entrance room. And he can hear the reading going on in the back room. And so that was the little bit that I had in there of that. Uh, then I had Ghosts of Maryland, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma, and so it was the fourth book that was the second mystery novel. So that's where I got uh, you know, my start was actually in mystery, uh, at least as far as the right of my first publications. So in Tom McNicholas, is, he's uh, seen the coat in action a few times. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, Sarah Jane, yes, I, I do actually wear glasses, uh, but I hate, absolutely hate wearing them. So... Um, it's funny. There have been a couple times on the show, uh, on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, or on whether it was Beyond the Shadows or Inside the Upside Down, where I'd put the glasses on and it'd be like, "Okay, we're getting serious tonight." <laughs> um. So, oh, you know what? I wanted to start off with. I've kind of like rolled into all of this because I got into the whole, you know, it's it's ten year anniversary, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um. The shadow dimension, because that was a that was a big thing that that came up here, and that's kind of what inspired all this. Like I mentioned at the beginning, so the shadow dimension docu series, which as as you guys know, is my um, that is my docu series about shadow phenomena, where I actually go to locations, purposely seeking out this phenomenon, researching, investigating, and trying to see if we can. Uh, determine who or what these things actually are and what spawns the activity. Um, Tom McNicholas down there in the chat is actually a part of that. So is Nicole, by the way. Um, so four episodes into it, which finished up the first story arc, which is you know the Conjuring House. Then the next couple episodes after that, we're going to be on Mineral Springs. So I'd made a decision over the weekend, though you guys are you know, part of the connected universe portal. So I put that, uh, that Mike's morning mug video up on the portal talking about, you know, me making the decision about should I just go ahead and release the first four now and then add on the other two later? Because that's something you could, you could do with Amazon prime video direct, which is where I was going to, uh, upload all of this and, uh, and basically distribute it on. So I went to go do that, and this has been the plan for you know, really a, over a year to distribute on Amazon Prime. And so I made the decision that I was going to do the first four, released now, or basically by the time they got approved, it would be April, finish up the post-production on the other two, and release those two in May. So you get the first four with the Conjuring House story arc, and then you get the last two a month later with the Mineral Springs story arc. So I get out to the site and there's a big disclaimer at the top that talks about, well, we are no longer accepting unsolicited uh, submissions for nonfiction and short form content, including vlogs and, you know, all of this stuff. So I'm looking at that and it's like, Wait a second. Okay, I'm a nonfiction documentary. Yeah, I could choose, and I did choose some of the other categories like paranormal, which fell under horror, mind and body, spirituality, which we talk a lot about that sort of stuff within 
the series, so it falls into that category as well. But it's also nonfiction documentaries. So I have to market as that. It's like, is this really going to affect me? And then I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at some of the other terminology. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people that have put a bunch of crap up there on uh, on Amazon. You know, they they treated it like it was YouTube. Uh, you you read through some of the articles and banter on this, and uh, they go on about how people were treating it like a premium YouTube rather than the fact that it was a you know major significant streaming platform. And so, yeah, there was vlog content and all kinds of stuff that was going up on there. It was like, yeah, well, that's not me. I'm like a full-fledged docuseries, high-quality production here. So I went ahead and posted it on, uh, on Sunday. And two days later, yesterday morning, I got the notification that it's been rejected because of this policy that they are no longer accepting nonfiction. So basically, and then I started like diving into all these articles and everything, in reading that, yeah, they've basically screwed over the independent documentary filmmaker. Because they're no longer accepting that. So that has caused me to basically scramble here uh, over the last two days to try to figure out what in the world I'm going to do with this, this docuseries that I have created. I mean, it's been a crap ton of time and money that I have sunk into this thing. Did all kinds of traveling on my own dime. Uh, you know, this was, it was not crowdfunded. It was all me. Um, you know, I, I say that, but, you know, of course, for like some of the equipment and all that stuff, like we had the Patreon, you know, donations and, and stuff like that. So, you know, those funds, of course, were used for like the camera that I use now and all that. So, so you can say there was some funding there, you know, kind of on the back end, but I I didn't do something like a Kickstarter campaign or anything like that to do this project. That was, that was all me. And then, of course, all the time, the hours and hours and hours that I've been working on it between the filming, um, you know, I've been in post-production and editing since November. I uh, I, I did all the uh, the interviews, you know, coordinated with people and, you know, did Zoom calls with like Johnny Enoch, Alexandra Holzer, Sam Baltrusis, Andrea Perrin, um, you know, Victoria actually had a story to share. So, you know, uh, Mary Marshall, Mark Anthony, so several people that I <laughs> have gotten into this. Um, yeah, so it was just, I was floored. I was devastated yesterday. Um, been working on a couple of ideas with, with some others. I have basically like three possibilities in the works as to you know, where and how to distribute this, this right now. So, so that's what happened with the shadow dimension. So as far as it coming out in April now, that's probably not going to happen at this point. Unfortunately, um, is it possible I could have it out by May or something like that? Maybe the thing is that I'm now going to have to absolutely finish up the post-production on those other two episodes. The idea of you know, kind of piecemealing it like that, which was an option when doing it with Amazon, um, that's no longer going to be the case. So uh, so it's going to be um, a little bit further out than I anticipated. I know I said spring 2020. There's still that possibility it could be spring 2020. Um, Sarah, have you, thought, have you tried doing it through YouTube Premium or offering to travel or History Channel? So with those methods, okay, it's not going on YouTube. <clears throat> this this is not a YouTube thing. Um, and even just putting it like premium, trying to get the, the paid, you know, side of it. No, this is not a YouTube thing. As far as like travel or history channel, well, that's where you have to, you know, work with distributors. Um, they, they're not going to take something unsolicited. Me trying to go to them direct directly would be unsolicited and they don't take un, unsolicited content. So I'm talking with some people and trying to, to work out a deal with, you know, a distributor or an aggregator. There's a couple different options here. So, uh, and Sarah, yeah, I wonder what other people are going to turn to now. Sounds like, Sarah Jane, uh, sounds like you're not alone in this. Yeah, I'm definitely not alone in this. Um, what's been happening, not only did they cut off people from submitting their documentaries, but they've been taking a bunch down as well. And while some of it, is, you know, some of the garbage stuff that was put up there, um, you know, either the vlogs or like real low quality work or whatever, some of it's still up there, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, people are like, it just seems like it, it's, uh, um, 
you know, the computer that's going through in removing things because there are actually some award-winning high-quality documentaries that have been pulled down off of Prime. And, uh, you know, one of them was actually like on bullying and, you know, people are, you know, floored. Why was this taken down? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it wasn't even, because one of the problems that uh, Amazon was running into was, um, you know, all the political stuff that's been being put out there over the past year. They're running into a lot of problems with that. So they started putting in all these measures, I guess, to, you know, take some of that stuff out, but it ended up taking out a lot of legit stuff too. And there just doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. It's like somebody, you know, put a program together, not sure what the algorithm is, and it just ran through, removed a bunch of stuff, and then they decided to block everybody. So it's really a mess right now. That said, um, there is a possibility it could still end up on Prime, you know, through like one of these distributors or aggregators or what have you. We will see about that. But it will be available somewhere. Uh, and it will be this year. <laughs> I just don't know how far away. Um, and then Sarah Jane, I wonder what the motivation was for this change, trying to prevent fake news. Yeah, basically, um, you know, trying to prevent fake news or, um, you know, fear-mongering or, or anything like that. You know, it's... How much, and that's a, that's always a thing. I'm not going to get into a political discussion because, you know, how much of what we call fake news is actually fake news? How much of it is conspiracy theories? How much of it is is actually truth? We don't know. There's just so much garbage out there right now. We have no idea. Um, as far as like Netflix, that's another one where, you know, again, can't go unsolicited. It's, it's a deal I'm going to have to work through, you know, a, a distributor or, or what have you, so... I will let you guys know. I will let you guys know where it ends up being and um, and how it will be distributed. So that's that's kind of the backside, really, of all of uh, all these machinations to try to get your work out there. You know, you, you think one thing is available to you, um, and I was just going to go straight Amazon Prime. That's been the idea now for over a year, and you know they. They changed all their policies and the way their platform is going to work. And that, that changed all my plans. The thing is, they didn't announce it to anybody. It's just one day, boom, gone. Just gone one day. So and apparently that was about a month ago. And I didn't know about it because I, you know, it's been this way for a number of years now. And, uh, yeah, it was when I went to go do that, that boom, done, gone. All right, well, I didn't want to spend too much time on that. I just wanted to update you guys on what was going on with that. Um, yeah, it takes one bad apple to ruin the whole bunch. And that was, that's been some of the commentary on that, is that um, you know, it was considered like a self-curating platform that those that were submitting the content will, would help to properly curate uh, you know, good content to go on there. But it was really kind of a crapshoot. There was a lot of garbage that ended up on there. And so... Um, you know, other people were like, well, you know, would, would somebody else kind of take up the mantle that, you know, Amazon did in, you know, you know providing that? And it's like, well, why would they? They already saw the garbage that went up there on, on Amazon. It's not a good model, you know, quote, unquote, business model. It's not going to make them a lot of money. It's, they're going to be seen as having lesser quality material. So I get it. Uh, what they needed to do is instead of, you know, instead of letting the machine, instead of letting the computers do it, have somebody vet it. Like you make a submission, have somebody watch the first 10 minutes of it, you know, and just decide, okay, is this, is this, you know, good enough quality to be on here or is it garbage and, you know, kick it back to them. You know, I, I don't understand why it all had to be machine and not have a human involved. So, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, get into some of this other stuff because we are getting into the origins, right? <laughs> the origins of doing all this. I mean, that this is what I'm dealing with now. Okay, back in the day, um, you know, it was it was definitely it was definitely different. You know, I had started ten years ago, started uh, you know putting these different videos up on YouTube, uh, like 
like this, <laughs> like with uh, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma. This was a, uh, it's me standing in front of the wine, but this was actually a video called Paranormal Vines. So it, these are uh, paranormal themed wines that I have. You can see like the ghostly hands there. Um, the, the ones on the right are ones that I made. By the way, this bar here is when I had that uh, dream visitation from my grandparents. This is the bar where I was kind of like, or counter where I was wiping it down. And then on the other side, I saw my grandparents and, and walked around and, and, and visited them in the dream. Uh, so you know, that's the type of stuff that I was putting up on YouTube. Um, and, you know, after doing a few of these, it worked very differently back then where, uh, you know, you had to be invited into their, their partner program. You didn't really know what the rhyme or reason was, uh, you know, these days, you know, to get like monetized on the platform. I had no idea back then that you could actually uh, make money on the platform, that you needed subscribers and all that, even when they invited me into the partner program. I had no idea that stuff you, that... You know, you kind of needed to build up because uh, these days it's like, you know, a, a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of, of watch time is what gets you like monetized and invited into the partner program. Back then it was, I guess they viewed your content and, you know, and offered it to you. And again, back then I didn't understand what that meant. So very, very different the way things worked. I mean, back then you could, in the comments section, you could comment with a video. <laughs> can't do that anymore there was i think it was a group of girls or whatever that that screwed that up uh so so there was that and then when i started putting the different videos out there on youtube um you know they don't exist anymore uh but there were a couple of you know uh, paranormal websites out there that would actually they were trying to run their own like little TV station. So there was GTVN, Ghost Television Network, and they would basically it, it was pretty much like creating a playlist of uh of paranormal videos that were, you know, grabbed from YouTube, displayed on their website, and they and they would ask you if um you wanted to partner with them and be featured on their site. Um and then they would direct people to their site and they they put like graphics around it, you know, so it looked like a television. And then it would, you know, go through the different videos. And you could kind of scroll through which one you want to watch. So it was kind of like on a little carousel. And then, you know, you were kind of in in a rotation. Um, and depending on the time of day, the, the carousel would start at a different spot so that, you know, if you were like the 730 show or whatever, then your video would be the first one in the line, but you could still grab any one of the others uh, within that carousel. So there was GT, uh, GTN that did that, PVTN, which um, their their founders are still around. Um, Brandon Kreitzer, uh, he still uses that moniker. He doesn't have that whole kind of TV setup thing uh, like they did back in the day, but he still does a lot of stuff. So he's still around, uh, just kind of in a different, a different form, a different format, does a lot of radio stuff now. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, you know, it was kind of almost the wild west, you know, we were all trying different things. Um, you know, the, the video platforms back then, you know, were kind of new, new YouTube was, was newer and people were, you know, kind of figuring out ways to be able to curate content and get it out to other people, you know, through their website, but still using YouTube on the back end or, you know, a, a lot of different ways. It was, uh, you know, quite interesting to see how things evolved over the years. Um, so then because this was also like three years or three years, it's a third month is where I got the number three, uh, you know, 10 years ago, this month was the Belvoir winery, uh, trip. The, uh, there was a event out there. So this is the old paranormal roads, uh, thumbnail that I had put on uh, YouTube, Belvoir Winery, Liberty, Missouri, Destination. I mean, it looks like garbage, absolute utter garbage. Uh, but that was 10 years ago. Now, there was an idea uh, before all the ridiculousness happened with uh, with 2020 that we were going to do a 10-year reunion here. Um, I talked with Jesse Lime Cooler um, back in 2019 
about setting up event an event for this year, this March, out there, uh, you know, because this event, even though it was a small event, and Belvoir Winery was really like newly accessible uh, for paranormal investigations. We had we made a lot of great connections there. Uh, you know, it seems like the events that have fewer people at you, you do like better networking. And so, uh, you see Lee Lee Ehrlich on the right hand side. Adam Tillery's right behind me in this photo. His brother Alec is right next to me. So this is where I met the Tillerys and Lee and several other people that uh, that I still you know either work with today or I'm friends with today. It was really Belvoir Winery event that was really kind of like the beginning of Haunted Road Media. That's where those roots were placed. Um, it was certainly the beginning of, um, you know, back then at that time, 10 years ago, was that uh, Society of the Haunted that we investigated as. Uh, that actually formed right then. So we put that video out the first one, the beginnings in January, uh, we were technically part of a different team at that time. The leader didn't like that, but we were basically, we were kind of done with her anyway. All of us ended up splitting off from her and creating Society of the Haunted and she was left to do her own thing. Um, and, and that happened shortly after that first video. Uh, Belvoir Winery was basically the beginning of Hunter uh, Road Media. So there are a lot of different beginnings here, even though, you know, just over a year later, I would no longer be in Oklahoma. It was still the beginning of a lot of this stuff. Um, Sarah Jane, perhaps there aren't enough women interested, at least I don't see many of them involved in teams. Um, you know, we actually had... Um, I mean, I've, I've investigated with, uh, you know, several women. So, you know, we had, you know, Kathy Nance was, um, let me go back to that other video or that other uh, photo here. Where's the group? So Kathy there was the, uh, was the, our case manager. Uh, our medium was a female. Taylor's girlfriend is not in this photo, but she was involved with the team. My daughter was involved. So, we did have um, a number, a number of, uh, a number of women involved, women or girls, I should say, and um, you know it's interesting. Uh, we had an art, or there was an article that uh, Alex uh, Matsuo put out. Um, I guess it would be almost a couple of years ago now, right? Just before the Hunter Road Media uh, Paracon, the last one that we had, and she was trying to. Uh, she was trying to find events that had uh, women at them because she was noticing that there are a lot of events that the, the headliners were just men. So, you know, you see the posters and there's all the, you know, mug shots of everybody. And she was finding that most of them were guys or you might have like one, maybe two women. And she found ours and she gave us a lot of praise because we actually had more women on our banner than men. Um, and that was like, the only one. So you know, she's always been a uh, good supporter of us ever since that. And, you know, I, I mean, I obviously believe in, in equality here. So, um, so it's kind of a, a, a source of pride, I, I suppose that, you know, we, we've always, you know, kept it pretty, uh, pretty level, but that's a, uh, that's a good point. Uh, so, so that's, that's kind of like all the uh, early, stuff there. Uh, I was going to put a little bit more together on some of those origins and all that just to kind of illustrate how things kind of ended up evolving over the years. You know, moving from uh, you know, YouTube, we went, you know, between the Ghost of Legends videos, the Paranormal Roads videos, ended up going into, I did some vlogging for a while on there, and then moving into like the Friday Night Ghost Frights. So the Mike's Morning Mug videos, um, there's over a hundred of those. There's over a hundred of the Friday night ghost frights. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. And then of course, evolving into the, the live stream shows edge of the rabbit hole. And then beyond the shadows of prior to that inside the upside down, 
Um, you know, all these different things have kind of introduced over the years to get to where we are now, where a whole docuseries is going out there. We've got the connected universe. You know, things have really changed uh, over the years. And so, you know, those that are kind of newer into the fold, you know, a lot of this is going to be, you know, strange and different. Uh, Tom, Tom down there has been around for a little while, so he's seen some things change over the years. Uh, but uh, there was there was a question that was posed uh, on the video thread a couple hours before we went live. It was from Sarah Youssef. And she says, you were on Fright Club a few times. Could we discuss the shadow videos you were asked to analyze? Um, yeah, so I, did, I decided I would do a segment here on... Um, on the television shows and you know, kind of the things I've been asked to do and analyzing uh, the, you know, things like the shadow synthesis, kind of what I'm usually asked to do is, is analyze something. Um, you know, there are other people that are asked, okay, let's go investigate and that they're filming them investigating or, you know, psychic mediums doing their things. And I'm usually asked to provide some, you know, information. So with Fright Club, and I know I have a photo of Fright Club up here, so let's bring that up. Uh, yep, there, there I am. There I'm on Fright Club. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was asked to uh, to analyze a couple of different clips. Uh, they only aired two. The one they ended up um, not using, which and that one wasn't even a uh, shadow; it was a mist. And I don't know if the, the person that provided it backed out or whatever. Um, but with the ones that were on there, so the one that was in the tomb, they, they asked me to, to comment about, it seemed to me that you couldn't, it, it seemed to me it was probably more of a projection that because you couldn't tell where the camera was, if there was a light behind it, because there had to be some sort of light coming in from somewhere to illuminate the tomb and it wasn't anywhere in front of the camera because you you know you could see the roof the the ceiling of the room so it wasn't directly overhead it had to be from behind so how far behind you know was that light coming from was there somebody between the light and the camera to kind of make this thing it, it was it was too it was too iffy for me to say it was a shadow i understood where they were you know, kind of saying, well, you, know, you kind of see it creeping over here and kind of creeping over there. It's like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but just the way it kind of came across the room, I was less inclined to say that that was an actual uh, shadow entity. Um, the other one, though, which was at the executive suite of whatever hotel or building or whatever it was, um, that uh, I guess it's like a long-term stay place of some sort. That one, I was certainly, it was certainly more compelling. With the sh the shot with the door opening is like, well, I mean, it's a door opening and then closing. Somebody could rig that, you know. So it's like, okay, that's interesting. You know, I don't have any more information than this clip that you're showing me. But if that was the only clip they showed me, I would have been like, I'm not impressed. It's I see it happening. But again, that's something that could be rigged. But the clip with the shadow coming down from the ceiling and then you can see it laying out over that side of the bed. It looks like there's a person in bed, but they kind of have the covers over them. And then there's the guy you see that shadow come down and then spread out over them. It's like, okay, that one's more compelling for one. As it's coming down, you can see that it has, it has mass to it. It's not just like that, that like that other one in that tomb, it it never changed any any sort of mass. It was always the same opacity. Where with the one of, of the shadow coming down from the ceiling, it was changing and morphing, and you could see it get darker at times and lighten at other times. And so at, there was times where you could see it certainly had some mass. And as it came down over the person that was on the right side of the bed, it actually spread out. So to me, that was really compelling that... Um, that it could have been you know, an actual shadow entity. So, um, wait for the comic book. <laughs> How to describe shadow events would be a good topic for the show. Um, 
Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what we're doing with uh, the the shadow dimension. There's there are certain things within the shadow dimension that I've tried not to mention in the other the other content and stuff that I've done. Um, you know, as far as how as how to describe them, as far as like types, I think I've done a pretty good job in you know spelling out different types like mist, wisp, um, you know, crawlers, hat wearing ones, hooded figures. I mean, those they're all different. You know, you know, physical types. That's a lot of times how these things get separated into. Um, like, if you were just to do a search on, like, a Google search on types of shadow people, there are plenty of articles out there or websites that try to classify these different things, and they're kind of boom, 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 boom. Here's some different types. Um, I think I've been pretty inclusive of all those different types in, in my work. So, and there's Diane Hilbert. Hey, good to see you, Diane. So, so yeah, th those are the Fright Club, uh, Fright Club clips. Um, it was a lot of fun to do the show, really. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've met the Ghost Brothers uh, a couple of times before. They're fun guys. Uh, this is the first time I ever talked to Jack. Uh, but, um, yeah, that it would be that second one. Uh, coming down over the uh, the bed like that, that was really compelling. I like that one. All right, so I uh, had a couple other things for you. Like I said, that kind of inspired me to create another little segment of this particular show. Since you were asking about analyzing the uh, the Fright Club uh, videos, um, I decided, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the different shows real quick. So like the haunted, uh, again, this is, this is 10 years ago now. So this was actually shot, uh, October, 2010 aired in, I guess was a spring 2011. So uh, here I was asked to do history. Um, and we actually, here's a shot, you know, kind of investigating and listening for voices and whatnot. But, with, with that particular case, I was asked to analyze the history of the house. I was the group's historian, ghost historian is where I kind of you know came up with the term because uh, I was stepping on the toes of actual historians. Uh, but you know, analyzing the history of the house was was big for us in determining what was going on there because we needed to figure out, you know, if this was one of the people that had committed suicide in there, had lived there. Um, there were others that attempted and it, it didn't work. So was it one of these people uh, or was it something else? So in digging up the history of the house and gathering that information, uh, we were able to use that information as you know, trigger objects and you know, part of our inquiry you know, as we did EVP sessions because we investigated there many, many times. And so... You know, one by one, each of each of the suspects kind of fell away until we were left with, you know, th this may be something that was you know here before the house was built. Uh, you know, what made it? What made this be? Let's bring in Carl Johnson, and kind of one thing led to another. So, um, Atomic Nicholas, my experience with shadows always catches me from the side of my vision. Yeah, peripheral vision. There's a reason for that. Um, I have three people <laughs> in in the shadow dimension: uh, Mary Marshall, Mark Anthony, and Johnny Enoch. That all talk about why they see that it has to do with the rods and cones in your eyes and averted vision. And I'll save that for the documentary. Um. In series, if I mean uh, people should look for is in color, density, shape. Well, that's what that's kind of what I mean when I'm talking about the mist and the wisp, and you know how opaque they may be, stuff like that. Um, it's all kind of there. Um, all right. So following that was the whole my ghost story thing. That was Church of Darkness, which. That one was really interesting in the sense that we couldn't do, because that was one where you told a story about your experience, and then you went to the location and you did recreations with them. So part of it was you sitting down telling the story, and the other part was the different recreations of the actual event happening. If you had a clip of something 
they may or may not have aired it. Sometimes they did air a clip and other times they didn't. Um, they took a snippet of one of my Black Bear videos uh, and used that of the of the cemetery because uh, we were you know, we had witnessed things out in the cemetery of the church. They didn't get permission for it. The uh, the the people that owned the land of the actual church it was an abandoned church. It was just a wreck of a building. Uh, we're, we're ticked off at a, the video that I had posted on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma, episode three, I think it was, uh, which was on Black Bear Church itself. And I had made some comments in there about the possibility of occult practices that happened there. They took it to mean that I meant the parishioners of the church, which is not what I meant. Um, it was after the church had been abandoned, but they took it wrong. Um, and they disallowed us from not only um, you know, airing footage of the church, but from using the church for recreation. So we had to go to an alternate site to film that stuff. So kind of another lesson in how all of this stuff works <laughs> when it comes to filming and television and all that crazy stuff. So we filmed it at the 101 Ranch, the... Uh, the basement of the Great White House, which did have some similar qualities to the basement of Black Bear Church. What didn't work out was the recreations for the cemetery that showed me walking around because uh, we used this little cemetery that was uh, up the road from 101, which had like maybe 10 graves in a line. And the actual Black Bear Church cemetery itself is you know, quite a nice size. It was a small cemetery, but still a, a nice size. So kind of nutty, kind of nutty. Then between that, um, between the older stuff and the newer stuff, there was this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Cyrillic there. So that was my stint on Ren TV, which is in Russia. And this is one where, uh, again, kind of the whole, you know, analyzing um supernatural phenomena and kind of telling ghost stories. They originally reached out to me for uh, the stuff on Helltown. Tom, you've been there. But Helltown, Boston Mills area, uh, really what they, what they wanted was somebody to talk about all of the urban legends. And, and as if the urban legends were true, you know, like the, the toxic... The, the toxic spill, um, hidden military base, UFOs, all that stuff. Um, and of course, the story that I told was all the truth about the area. So they didn't use that at all, even though that's what they originally reached out to me for. Because it came across the, the Helltown videos on, on YouTube. What they, but what ended up happening was the, the woman, Olga... Uh, said, well, do you know, do you know information about, you know, this, I don't know, this haunted lighthouse is one of the things I had to talk about. Do you know information about what was one of it? What, uh, one of it was about, uh, Japanese legends and, you know, so it was a lot of different topics. And so it was like, okay, yeah, I could talk about that. Yeah, I could talk about that. And so there was you know a few different times that she reached out to me over the course of, I don't know, maybe six months or whatever, um, that you know, we would just connect over Skype and she would interview me about this different phenomenon. And they had, they aired the show twice a day, but not like the same show twice a day. They basically had two daily shows, one during the morning, um, which would only air over in Russia, and then one in the evening that would air in Russia, and then they would upload it to uh, YouTube, and they'd put it on their website and all this stuff. So it was kind of a mixed bag as to what would air and what wouldn't, or I mean what I would be able to actually see and what I wouldn't. So some of the interviews that I did, I never saw because it only aired in Russia. Uh, and then there were others that you know ended up on their website and on their YouTube and all that, also airing in Russia. So 
Uh, and then obviously ones that were cut because, you know, like the Boston Mills one, um, the Helltown one was completely cut. So I don't know what other ones they may have cut. Um, basically what she ended up telling me was that some of them they didn't use, some of them aired during the day, and then here are the ones, you know, that aired prime time. And then I got that list and, you know, that's kind of, you know, where I got that screenshot from. <laughs> so it was very, very um, different the way they did things over there. And then, you know, after, after six months of, of that, it stopped. I don't know if Olga moved on, got a different job because she was the only one from Ren TV that I ever talked to. <laughs> um, so, but that was kind of an interesting experience, you know, working with a, another country. Um, it was kind of cool though, too, because I, I did have somebody um, reach out to me for a, uh, for a signed photo and I you know, sent it, uh, to Russia. So that was, that was kind of cool. That was kind of different. Um, and so Tom's saying, yeah, he saw the, the shadow there at Helltown that was, that was watching us. Yeah, that was probably a person. That was probably a person that, uh, that had lived in one of the houses there. It's probably a human spirit. And they were just, you know, kind of walking around where their house may have been. Um, and then of course, uh, Alaska Triangle. So, uh, that was the one just before Fright Club, uh, Alaska Triangle. And so that was, that one was a lot of fun. That was, again, another one has to go somewhere to uh, talk about and examine phenomena, the, you know, the electric, uh, uh, the magnetic currents within the ground that power the, the vortex in the triangle area and all of that. So uh, yeah, another, another different, type of experience with with filming they they did things i, I like the way they did it actually uh wild dream entertainment from out in the uk um their crew was uh they had a couple of guys from from wales there they started talking in welsh uh which was kind of interesting between the two of them so it was like okay they're, it was like, they're off in the uk but these two guys are basically talking a completely different language it was it was kind of cool it's kind of interesting um, and we were on the side of that mountain all freaking day. Uh, but still very cool because I got to go back to a place that um, that had some experiences. I spent three years there. Um, you know, I was a young adult in 92 to 95 when I was first in the Air Force. Um, and so, I mean, I had some, some experiences there. Uh, you know, there was... There were shadows down there where I worked in that building. I'm, I won't get too deep into it because that is because I'm doing the Alaska Triangle book, um, Alaska's Mysterious Triangle. Uh, that kind of got put on hold for a little while because I, you know, got really hardcore into uh, Shadow Dimension. But that would that will be coming out. I'm hoping by the end of the year. So I'll save that story for then. I don't know if I told you guys that one yet, but I'll save it for then. Then I thought I'd just get fun here and show a couple of old uh, old shots here since we're talking origins. So old old websites, uh, the one on the left was from 2004, and then the updated, a little bit updated, uh, 2010. So I used to do, because remember, I was I did a lot of mystery stuff back in the day. I had a mystery movie of the month, mystery game of the month. You can see here, Deadly Air is now available. Um, so that's that's when I used to put everything into the website by hand. I grabbed these images off of um, archive.org, the uh, the Wayback Machine, because I didn't have screenshots from back then. But they have a, a pretty good collection of of stuff in it. But it kind of offset the uh, the tabs. And so uh, on the on the right there is where I moved it over to um, which we'll call it WordPress and. So it's a, a little bit cleaner. Is that WordPress or is that when I had it on? Oh, no, I had it on uh, Joomla for a little while. So that's probably when I had it on Joomla. But yeah, the Mystery Movie of the Month, Mystery Game of the Month. And I had like these little paper clips and stuff on there and push pins. And yeah, very, very different. So just kind of a throwback. <laughs> All right, so if you guys have any uh, other questions, by all means, go ahead and throw them down there in the chat. That would be uh, quite fine. Um, but that, that's where uh, yeah, the, the origins of all of this that's that's been going on for, as far as like 
you know, the the videos and, and that type of content, that's been 10 years. Everything with, I mean, with what I've been doing far predates all that. And when I was first asked uh, to do Ghosts of Maryland, that was like 2006. And, uh, and that was the first ghost book. I only had Deadly Airs out at the time. Um, I was doing like little, you know, local book signings and things like that. And then, uh, and then Ghost of Maryland came out and I started doing some of the Paracons and stuff like that. And so I had, you know, just the two books, Ghost of Maryland and then, uh, you know, Deadly Airs there. And people are kind of like mystery and ghost. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> They're looking at my table like, what's, what's going on here? You know, and that's all I had on the table, too. There were, like, no ghosties. There was no backdrop. There was, you know, I just had a simple tablecloth. I, I had, like, a bowl with some candy in it. <laughs> um, and that was in, you know, in my little uh, my little business card. You know, that, that, was, that was it. So things were definitely uh, you know, quite different back then. So, uh, Sarah Yusuf, what's next after the Shadow Dimensions documentary? So, uh, well, Shadow Dimension, so that's going to be um, a couple of seasons at least. So, after season one, I won't even say after season one, uh, you know, right now I'm going to be doing filming for Shadow Dimension season two in April. Uh, we're doing Hinsdale House. There, there is shadow activity that's been seen there. There's a lot of stuff going on with the land there, uh, a lot of Native American activity, and then of course we've seen the fairies there. So, you know, is that's one of those where we're going to be investigating more of what's going on with the land because is that powering the shadows and all this other stuff that's happening there? Uh, June is Egypt. We'll be filming for Shadow Dimension season two in Egypt because we get into, uh, you know, the ancient origins. And, and things like that of of shadows, and so that's going to be really freaking cool. Um, we'll be doing a lot of stuff in Egypt, but I will be covering uh, the shadow dimension there as well. So it's like, what's happening after shadow dimension? Well, shadow dimension. <laughs> um, but there are going to be other things as well. So uh, for the Connected Universe Portal website. I have um, an entire course already filmed. I've already started editing and uploading those videos to go out there uh, on the site. Uh, it, it's just a matter of finishing those edits and doing the uploads and adding some you know, supplementary uh, content uh, in that, and then I'll release that. Of course, that's on Shadow Entities. I'll have a separate one on interdimensional beings, and then we'll start getting into some other deeper topics out there. So look for that stuff coming out on uh, connecteduniverseportal.com. For those listening to the podcast later, you need to sign up because uh, you'd be able to watch this as a live stream for one. You would have been able to see, to see all of the, the photos and, and clips and everything that I just posted, but you also have access um, to all the back-end contents, all the behind-the-scenes videos, the, uh, the sneak peeks, uh, the monthly Q&A. Oh, by the way, you guys, <laughs> you need to get in your questions for the monthly Q&A. Uh, just go out there into the community era, area and post your question in there. I already have the topic posted. The, po the topic's been out there for a couple of weeks now. So get in your questions. This is the last couple of days because this weekend I'm going to be filming the, uh, the, uh, the Q&A video to put out there. Uh, the Mike's Morning Bugs videos are out there. Um, and then, like I said, the Beyond the Shadows live streams are out there. Um, the the courses are, are separate. So we'll do like some mini courses and stuff that will work into the membership side, but like the bigger full-fledged courses uh, are separate. So I have a lot of that stuff going on too. Um, two books that I'm working on. One I already told you about, the, um, whew, the Alaska Triangle book. Um, that is, I mean, it's probably like halfway done right now. It just, like I said, kind of went on hiatus a little bit because, um, you know, I was just gung-ho to get, you know, Shadow Dimension out. Uh, Johnny Enoch is writing the forward for it, so that'll be awesome. And then there's Connecting the Universe. I was going to do a Shadow Dimension book, 
But everything got like so much more expansive. It's like I'm just gonna leave Shadow Dimension as the uh, the docu series, and then a lot of the content that I was going to put into the Shadow Dimension book, I'm going to put into the Connecting the Universe book. Is it's it's actually it's actually a uh, has things are much more in, inclusive from the universe mixed in with it. Yeah, the the Shadow Dimension is part of it. But this is a much bigger scale. So so that's coming up as well. And I know some people have been asking me, hey, what's going on with the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel? I'll still be putting things out there, just not as often. Um, and that's probably going to change up a little bit too anyway. So, so there's a lot going on. Uh, and, and, and I know that didn't cover all of it. What, what else am I missing? I mean, I have a lot of events going on. Because uh, we're finally starting to gear back up into uh, event season this year, which is great. Uh, Laughlin uh, UFO Mega Conference in Laughlin, Nevada. That's the beginning of June, June 6th through the 12th. So there's uh, there's that. There's the Michigan Paracon in August, Massachusetts Paracon in uh well, Massachusetts, right? <laughs> but that's in uh, September. Uh, there's a couple of them in in October. Vulture City Paracon, but there's one. Um, and Nicole, I know Nicole is working on stuff she might not be watching anymore, but um, that one's in New Mexico. Um, but that one, that one's the first weekend of October. The one in New Mexico, Vulture City, is the weekend after. So, yeah, we got conferences going up uh, on again, which is great. Hope you guys can make some of those. Uh, where did Ghosty come from? So, Ghosty, I can't take complete credit for Ghosty. <laughs> People love him. They're like, oh, that was such a great idea. Where, what we ended up doing with Ghosty is we ended up doing, like, the whole, you know, where's Ghosty uh, game for a while. Where, you know, here's, here's a photo. Try to find Ghosty in the photo, and then... Uh, also, you know, people were submitting to me their photos of Ghosty to put up on Ghosty's Facebook page. Um, but, but basically, that little uh, stress reliever guide, I had I had gotten one of those as a um, basically like a, a gift when I did uh, my first event at Exchange Hotel in Virginia. They give you a little bag with all kinds of like little freebies in it, and that ghost was one of those freebies and so I was like, oh this is cool where did they get these and i immediately thought i could i could have my own ghosty and put haunted road media on the side of it and all that stuff and actually called him ghosty and came up with the facebook page and all that so so basically they gave me a ghosty and i decided to take it a couple steps further so i guess from what i've from what i understand uh the stanley hotel also sells those little ghosties of course it has the stanley hotel information on the side of it so that's kind of cool. Um, uh, will I be discussing potential experiments for the Egypt and Ireland trip? There will be some interesting experiments uh, that we do there, especially in Egypt, because the guys that I'm going with on that, Johnny Enoch, Jay Widener, um, they're very much into uh, doing these interesting types of experiments with you know, electromagnetic fields and resonance and all that. Um, what I want to do with, uh, Egypt is try to get into some of these ideas of music and sound resonance. Um, and I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, but there, there's some interesting things that we've been discussing on experiments that we can conduct there in film. Now, what's awesome is that we're going to be there on the summer solstice. It's going to be freaking hot during the day, uh, but we'll be there at the pyramids and the Sphinx for the summer solstice. So that is going to be freaking amazing. So, all right. I think that will about do it for this show. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me and joining me for, uh, for this edition is a little bit different than what we usually do. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's a 10th anniversary of, you know, all the video stuff that I've been doing for, for Honda road media and all my other projects that, that I've been doing, uh, 10th anniversary of, of the the roots of Hunter Road Media at uh, the Belvoir Winery and um, 
you know, so, so much, so much more. I mean, things have just come a long way over all these years, which really started back. I, I can, and I was going to, I was going to show you guys some of it. I had it in the other room and I just kind of, you know, got busy here uh, at the end of the day. Cause a lot of email back and forth trying to, you know, work out a deal for distribution. Um, I was going to show you guys some of the stuff I wrote when I was like seven years old and I'm, I'm, you know, doing little ghost stories and, and stuff like that. So, um, this goes way back and uh and bring you back a stone from egypt i'll see what i can do tom i'll see what i can do i you know I, I don't know how much they might frown upon that sort of thing you know ancient artifact but you know i could you know the stones out my dry out my driveway or back door or whatever are ancient as well but <laughs> because of the fact it's from egypt i don't know we'll see what they actually lives grab for for souvenirs and tokens and, and what have you so all right appreciate it, everybody uh for those who are listening to the podcast later please go ahead and join us connecteduniverseportal.com that's where you can actually get the information for watching us on the live stream if you're listening to us on uh, kgra radio we appreciate that as well uh we will see you all next week next tuesday on edge of the rabbit hole, we will be talking with David Weatherly a black about black eyed children. So, all right, you guys have a great night till next time.